Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. In the last episode, I became upset when a woman wearing a gun told me Donald Trump had been born again as a baby Christian, and I considered giving up my pursuit of the other, as there seemed to be no hope of crossing the divide and finding common ground. I felt like Donald Trump had grabbed me by the pussy. But then I got over it and I went back out to Trump country, this time to the west, to Nevada, the basin and range, probably the least populated area in the lower 48, because it's a desert. We call it the basin and range because the topography is a pattern of desert basins separated by mountain ranges, more than a 100 of them, covering all of Nevada and parts of Utah and Oregon. My first stop was in Wells, Nevada, a small, economically depressed town with two truck stops and two brothels. I was driving into town off the freeway and saw a man sitting out in front of an old gas station, and it looked like he was living there, and he had it up for sale. He waved as I went by, so I stopped to talk, and the first thing he said after hello was that the sheriff arrested him for assault with a deadly weapon. So can you tell me your name? It's James Lewis, Schwab Like the Tire Company. And I was driving by and you waved at me, which was very nice. Well, I'm a friendly person. <laughs> is, this, is this your house? Well, it, it's kind of like a, a condominium. Huh. And uh, you can wonder about the signs. Security cameras in use. Yeah, I, uh, Beware of dogs. Yeah. Security cameras. When they broke into the place... When I got home, I only had one dog. And how many did you have? When you... Two. And the sheriff's office still hasn't explained to me where the dog is. So is the sheriff of this town after you? Is that what's going on? or what? I think maybe, I, I think he's realizing, he got elected in January. I think he's realizing he shouldn't have taken the job. All right, but, so... The question I'm asking, did you vote for Donald Trump? I didn't have the chance to vote. They did not like my opinions on what was going to happen. And bingo, in jail. You got thrown in jail? Yes. What do you mean, with a felony charge? Yeah, yeah. So you're a felon? No, no, I found out guilty. Would you have voted for Trump? Are you a Trump supporter? I kind of like him. He's amusing. He is kind of (laughs) funny. Did you see that... uh, you got to watch your dog here. If he goes out in the road, they'll kill him. That's yeah. how people are. They have a mentality about killing animals. All right. But uh, I'm disappointed in the uh, royal family in Britain. I think Britain's had a hand in this. And uh, Americans have to start getting along with each other. Because we have international enemies out there. President Putin's a dangerous man. You can look at him and just tell. Huh. Yeah, I hear yeah, it's it's hunting season. <laughs> so is the real estate going up here? Are people starting to move to Wells? No. It's just too... They're moving outside of Wells. Oh, really? Yeah. But, you know, you have a good point. Uh, in 100 years, you will not be able to touch this piece of property that I live on. It's the diamond of the Orient. A lot of money here. And of the water. Do you, you have water? We all have water underneath us. If you dig down 10 feet, 
It'll come up. And you'll see exotic things here at night that you say, whoo, boy, I didn't see that. Like what? Uh, mountain gorilla. Mountain gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I saw one over there by that brown building. I've never heard of the mountain gorilla except in, uh, Africa. like, the Congo. Well, maybe maybe someone had a movie or had so a pet. It a real It sure gorilla. looked real to me. Like and it you, jumped off the train. And, and, and you're reading about all these exotic zoos that are, someone lets them go. They're all over the end. If you would take your dog out there at nighttime, probably neither one of you would come back. There's thousands of coyotes out there. A coyote is a predator. He'll come after a human being. And you, you can't use a gun inside the city. You can't even have one. Do you have guns? Not now. They still got mine. They took your guns away? <laughs> They spent over a million dollars. How did they think that you were assaulting them with a deadly weapon? They got someone to stay at the motel to come over and say something. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know this area is famous for Sasquatch. I didn't know that. And I, I'm a long-term believer. And if you get a chance, go up during summer, the Jawbridge area. I won't mention names, but someone showed me a picture they have. It looks just like the Patterson picture there in California that happened, what, 30, 40 years ago? It's a big female. and Big female. Sasquatch. It's what we call Homo giganthropus, man-ape. And remember, if you're down here, a mountain lion will eat you. Attack them before they can attack you. Same thing with a coyote. One time, about 30 years ago, I was driving around some mountains in Nevada, and I came upon an old man with a gold mine, a deep hole he dug himself over many years. He hadn't struck the mother load, but he was sure it was there inside the mountain. His name was Harry Nileen, 90 years old, with one foot in the grave. After talking for a while, he said, you know, I'll just give you the mine for free if you tell me you believe in the United States of America. But I couldn't do it because it seemed like he thought maybe I'd been sent by God and he was looking for a confirmation. So I told him thanks, I appreciate the offer, but independent radio producers can't accept free gold mines. It's against our ethics. The reason I'm telling this story is they're still mining a lot of gold in Nevada, about six to seven billion dollars worth a year, most of it coming from the area around the city of Elko. And this area is doing fine economically. The mines are hiring, new houses are being built, new communities springing up out in the barren desert. I stopped in a city park in Elko to let my dog run around and met a guy named Dave. He didn't want to tell me his last name. He said he'd had a lot of jobs in his life, but right now he was working for a mining company. Right. So, well, are you religious at all? Yes. Do you, think, do you think that God inspired the Constitution of the United States or that God blesses America above other countries? I think he has, and I think when you take God out of the country, I think God leaves the country. I mean, you know, I think God, I went to church this morning, you know, I, I, I do, and I, I do, I am a conservative Republican, if you haven't figured it out yet. 
But uh, when you remove God, uh, you, you know, you leave a gap and something fills that gap and it's probably something that's not good. And I think that's what happens in a lot, a lot of uh, society. I mean, the democratic narrative, their whole agenda is, I mean, they're more interested in, in gay rights and uh, making sure that a transsexual can go in a bathroom with your four-year-old kid. You, you know, I mean, I mean, excuse me, you, you don't know. So do you feel that God has left? I mean, what does that feel like? Or is that a, is that a big thing or is that something you're just considering that no, America's no, forsaken? No, it's a big thing with me. I don't, I don't believe God... I don't believe God forsake this country. I believe we forsake God. And God said, okay, if you don't want me in your house, I'll leave your house. That's, what, that's how I feel. And I, I think that's why you see the West Coast the way it is. I, I mean, it's just all the, all the way down, you, you know. California. California, Washington, Oregon. You, you know, the whole West Coast, you know. You don't like going there. I know. I was born there. And I, I lived there. Uh, as, as a child up until I was 18. I left in 1978. I never lived there again. But look at this park. Go find a park this clean in California. There's other parks in Elko that look just like this. People have their families here. Go find one. In, in, go to Modesto, Fresno, Stockton, Sacramento. You don't see it. You won't see it. There's drugs, homeless people all over the place. You can't, you can't go to Golden Gate Park today with your kids. I used to. I used to go all the time. All right, so Four or five years old. I can remember staying out on the park at picnics. You wouldn't do that today. You so, would be an irresponsible person to do that. It wouldn't to hell. Okay. And it, because, Tell me what, what is the problem that you're I, upset about? I think one of the biggest problems in this country is drugs. Right. And, and, and people think addiction is a disease. You know what? I think addiction was a choice. The first time you stick that needle in your arm, you made a bad decision, a very bad decision. And to expect me, Joe the taxpayer, to pick up after you is wrong. I'm not going to. It's not my place. And when you walk into my house to steal my things so you can go buy your heroin, I'm going to shoot you. I'm just sick of it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the whole democratic narrative. There's a line on a graph that we see a lot these days. It's an exponential curve. The line starts out nearly flat, running horizontal for a long way, and then it starts to go up at a faster and faster rate until very quickly it's nearly vertical. This is the line describing population, energy consumption, pollution of water and air over the last 500 years. It's also the line or slope factor repeated over and over across the basin and range where the ground along the basin floor is flat for miles and miles and miles. And then at the mountain, it starts going up at an increasing rate until at the top, the cliffs are nearly vertical. And our position on the line is always up there on the cliffs with nowhere to go but down. So we live with a fear of falling, our stomachs in our throats. I met a woman who was feeling this anxiety. 
She was fishing with her husband at the base of the Ruby Mountains. She said her name was Jody. Yeah, I do. I worry. I'm, I have a grandchild, three weeks old. I'm very, 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 very worried about our future. We have to be on this earth for as long as whoever, whatever will allow us to be here. We have to coincide. We have to live together. We have to be together. So why everybody needs to be able to do what they need to do for their own lives. I think that too many people are getting involved in other people's lives. It's they've become too nosy. They need to um, tear other people down because they're different. You don't know something. You don't know anything about it. You're more likely to tear it down and attack it. You, why? Why don't you learn about it and understand it? I don't get that. that. That's frustrating to me as a person who is not prejudiced. I do not believe that people should have their rights taken away from them because they are homosexual or because they're black or they're Hispanic, whatever. I'm very much a conservative. I believe that Trump, our president, is actually on the right track. I believe in a strong America. I believe in a strong financial America. And I think Trump has that ability to continue to build that. I don't understand where all the hatred comes from for him. All of the things that I have seen him accused of. I don't understand the depth of it, the reality of it. I'm not seeing it. And boy, I've looked. I've been paying attention. I don't agree with the way he behaves. Okay? I understand that he can be super mouthy. It's not typical of a president. But he's also got to be strong because he's had a, a strong opponent from the beginning. And the fact that he's a fighter is really impressive to me. That I like that. We need a strong fighter to keep a safe country, period. What I'm not understanding is racism has been taken to a degree that I don't get. It's the, the word has been destroyed, in my opinion. I don't see real racism in this country very much. I do know that there might be little spots here and there in the United States that may really have racism. But racism, the word has been abused used and should be thrown away. I think it's unfortunate that people are going down this road. I am a female though. I have seen and been a party to being treated poorly because of my gender. But I don't go around stomping my feet, snorting and acting like a fool because I'm not treated fairly compared to men. You know, I think that what we need to do is we need to start teaching our children to be respectful of each other and to love and to trust. Teach them love by showing them love so that they can show it themselves. Teach them trust so that they can trust, so that they know how to be trustworthy. Um, I think it's unfortunate that people have let go of that. A good, strong sense of family. It's gone out the door. Nancy Do-Gooder won't allow parents to uh, punish their children. I believe in a good swat on the butt. It is not going to make my child, both my children are very good kids, and they both got their butt swatted growing up. Parents, the power of parenting has been taken away from the parents. There's a highway that runs across the basin and range that's called the loneliest road in America because when you're on it, you feel like you're one of the last people alive on the planet. From many places on the highway, you can see from 40 to 60 to 100 miles in all directions, but there are no signs of human habitation. 
and you feel as though you'll never see your home or your family or friends ever again. But then, at the border of Utah and Nevada, there's an outpost, an oasis with gasoline and diesel, a convenience store, casino, restaurant, bar, and motel all in one. And you gotta stop just to look at the other human beings still alive on the planet. I sat in the restaurant and told my waitress what I was up to. Okay, I like Trump as far as he does what he says he's going to do. And he don't care what anybody else thinks, you know. And I admire that in him, that he does, no matter how much pressure is on him, he does what he wants to do. Because he's a president, we gave him that power, I think. But what if he, what he wants to do is really a bad thing? What do we do? But, I mean, I do, allowing someone that. that power, that he's basically like a king, Yeah. you're willing to do that? Well, that's what we've done. And I'm kind of, a, with the collective, I guess, I'm not allowed to vote. I'm a felon. So I'm not allowed to vote or really have a say in it. So all I can really do is go along with it unless, you know, the only way to go against it is an uprise, you know, to actually get phys- do some something to stop it and really can't do that. So can you uh, tell me your name and where we are now? Ash- I'm Ashley Bennett. We're in Baker, Nevada. And what's the name of this uh, establishment? The Border Inn. What's, a, what's a, the Border Inn like? Oh, oh, it's eclectic. A collective of people, things, um, it's an experience, more than a place. I don't know, I come here about a year and a half ago and had never really been out of Tennessee that much, definitely hadn't been out of the South. I come here, so I'm still kind of in a culture shock trying to take it all in, because I didn't realize there were so many people in the world and so many different variations of people that are here that come through and you don't realize they're so different. Okay, so I'm interested in what you've seen. What I've seen? Yeah, what have you observed? I've noticed a lot of people are just packing up all their stuff and just driving. Just, I guess a lot of people are lost. They don't know where to go or they're searching. But there's a lot of people riding bikes just across country for no reason or walking or, and there's people that come in that have no place to go. And I'm like, what are you doing in the, you know, Baker, Nevada, and you have no home? Like, how'd you get out here? Some people just pack up everything they have and just put it in a car and just drive and they're just driving. I had a woman about two months ago, she was up here looking for her kids that had disappeared, and um, she was accusing me of having something to do with it, and I was like, I know she was high, she was influenced with something, because she was just totally convinced that her kids had been kidnapped, and that they were here somewhere. Wow. Yeah, and it was really scary. <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere. What else? <clears throat> okay, what else? Oh, man. What kind of level are you talking about? Because, like, personal level... Personal level? I've seen how big the world is. I've seen that this world is growing. Things are growing. The mountains are growing. And I didn't realize that till I got here. Like, we think we just grow, but it's not just us. The mountains, they change from day to day. Like, my aunt goes out. You might need to talk to her. She goes out, like, every day and drives the mountains. That's what they do. So she kind of has a first-hand account of what's going on and stuff. Last night, there was a fog over the ground. Like a real dense fog. It wasn't when you got here, but out in the fields there was a fog. It's just strange things. Like as we drove, it it spread. Like it made a way where we could like come through. The fog. Yeah. Farther down the loneliest road in the town of Eureka, Utah, there was a house with a big sign that said Trump 2020. 
No more bullshit. So I stopped to see if anybody was home. A diesel pickup was idling in the driveway, but there was no one in the truck or in the yard. I knocked on the door and waited a bit. No one came. And I thought, maybe I'm coming too close to trespassing here. And I decided to change my approach. I went and found a public official. I'm Nick Castleton, mayor of Eureka, Utah. I've seen some Trump flags, Trump 2020, no more bullshit signs in the yards. Is it, a stru- is it more predominantly Republican here? Uh, I don't think so. No? No, it would be pretty... F- I would say that it would lean a little bit Democrat. This was an old liberal town. This was a mining town. This was a union town. And so this was... The old timers here are pretty liberal. But the newer people coming in are a lot more conservatives now. We, well, we have a pretty good mix right here in town. It's a good, it's a mix. Yeah, it's a pretty good mix. So, are you a Democrat? Is that how you get well, elected? Well, I, we don't run on a party. Okay. I, I'm just the oldest guy here, and nobody else, nobody else would do it. And so they said, "You're elected," and I said, "But what if I don't want it?" And they said, "We didn't ask." It I love it. Like I love it. I I really enjoy what I'm doing because I love the town. And we're doing some awesome things that are going to make it uh, grow again. Uh, Do you find it hard these days for people in the town, since they're on both sides? Do they are people making enemies, or are they having a hard time talking to each other? You know what I mean? Do you see? There, there are some. Uh, you see it on Facebook that people will post something. Right. The biggest thing I see that that people have an issue with is if if they're Trump supporters they like to put it out there. If they're not Trump supporters, they just they don't even bother to say anything. But the ones that are the big Trump supporters are putting it out there all the time. All like with signs and banners. Yeah, and you know, look at how good we're doing now, whatever, you know, and that all the impeachment talk is all bullshit or something like that. So it's, and that, but the people don't talk about it person to person that I see very much. How do you do it as the mayor? How do you negotiate between I, the two sides? I don't I don't worry about either one. I do I try to do what's best for Eureka to heck with I don't care if you call it liberal ideas or conservative ideas. I've been I, I grew up a Republican and I I voted the last couple of times I did not vote for Donald Trump. I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump again tomorrow. But I don't have any problem. I've I've talked to Mitch, Mitt Romney, and I, I can get I can get along with him, but it it isn't a party over country. If you put party over country, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, a liberal or a conservative, I have an issue with that. So how do you feel about the impeachment process? I think they're doing what they have to do. I don't I don't say that uh, everything that they say is about. Donald Trump is, I don't necessarily agree with it, but there's a process and there's a reason that that's there. And everybody that keeps saying, oh, they're going against the Constitution. I'm sorry, but the Constitution gives Congress that, not only the right, but the obligation. If it comes out in the end that he's not guilty, fine. But that doesn't mean you don't do the investigation. If there's you know, if there's smoke, there's probably fire somewhere. So let's look and see what the fire is, and then we'll decide what we should do about it. So you're pretty optimistic. Oh, I'm optimistic. 
We got an election in two years. I'm, I'm one year. Well, that's right, one year. Yeah. That's right. We just went to. So like a year from now. A year from right now, we'll know who the next president will be, and you know. You can live if it's Trump. Oh, I'm going to go on no matter what. I I'm going to keep making things better for Eureka. One thing I realized driving around the Basin Range is that common ground is not a thing or a place. It's a practice, like a ritual or ceremony, a live performance. When you meet a stranger out in the middle of nowhere, you can just pass by like ships at sea, or you can have a dialogue where you listen and ask questions, not arguing, just trying to figure out what's in the other person's head and heart where they're coming from, and what it's like to be them. It's kind of a wild thing, because people believe in all kinds of crazy notions, and you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe your buttons will get pushed, and you'll get angry. Or maybe the other will get angry. Or maybe you will both laugh at the same joke. It's a live performance, and this is it. The performance is the practice of finding common ground. It doesn't happen over the internet, by texting or Facebook. It happens face to face or in an audience, like at a play where everybody feels the same thing in the same time and space. So I just want to say that if Donald Trump were here now, in this time and space, I'd kiss him on the lips and wish him good luck as a baby Christian, and then I'd grab him by the pussy. That's maybe a bad attempt at copying a very good Dave Chappelle joke, but it seemed like such an opportunity for an ending. I hope you'll forgive me. I want to thank Christy Jones for helping out with these stories, and Barrett Golding for listening to me rant. If you want to support this show, check out our website, homebrave.com. We have T-shirts now in all sizes and new long sleeve shirts and tote bags. Also, there are buttons to push for one-time donations or monthly subscriptions. It's homebrave.com. Thanks very much for listening.